Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Upgrade! In the year 2018, no one watched this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know about it because Mark brought it up. Oh, yeah, intros. Okay, Matt. Hi, I'm Mark. I brought it up. I am Luke. I said that first bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, y'all screwed up. Uh, my, I was trying to upgrade our intro where I just like say my name. It'd be like Matt, Luke, Sci-Fi Sanctuary guest, Mark, upgraded. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, um, just off the cuff, do you, do you want to hear about the story of when I saw this? Oh, right, that's what we do at this part of this. Okay. Oh, the story of when do, I saw this. Hold on. Before you do that. Before you do that. Um, this is like real time podcasting almost. So if you have anything going on next week, you should like tell folks about it because you well, finished your film festival. Right. So much for that. Okay. Film festival's finished. It's Here's- over. Halo's. Are we doing plugs now? This is one of those podcast. things where Matt had an idea of the conversation in his head. And even though a bunch of things have naturally happened, he's steamrolling over it with the version that he had in his head in advance. No, I went. No, <laughs> like we, we intro real naturally. Mark was getting into the first bit of the podcast like, no, I had a plan. We're doing it my way. No, no, you're right. You're right. Because I'm the trying thing is, to. The podcast already happened. This is the plugs at the end. And if you listened really carefully, the whole podcast was just like, eh, it was transmitted through. Um, a very, very fast data file. It's a okay. super upgraded version of the podcast. <laughs> Film, good. Action, exciting. Actors, adequate. End. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Yeah, that's the way I do it. Um, no. Um, I, uh, okay, so maybe there's nothing going on, but I do have to ask if you finished Halo. Yes. Okay, because that was like your main mission of the past month. I, I finished the story mode. I also uh, played the... Uh, the multiplayer enough that I pretty much completely burnt out on it. Now all I do is play Dark Souls 3 because I'm too broke to justify buying Elden Ring. Luke, do you want to play Elden Ring? Um, if I had arrived home a little earlier before I had to do this recording, I would be playing it right now. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, the I thing about so Elden Ring... is had a controller down here, probably. El- Elden Ring is like, I like reading about it just as much as I like would like play i like i just reading about it has have you seen the, the whole thing about let me solo her have you seen that guy no there's a guy <laughs> there's a very difficult boss i think her name is melina or something yeah is this one so, of the video game uh celebrities this, that gets canceled <laughs> no, no, yeah. i don't the, the uh this is a streamer who they show up nude wearing a jar on their head and they will kill the boss for you but if you intervene then they'll they'll leave 
Okay. They've, they've become this huge celebrity in like the last 24 hours. You'll you'll hear nice. about them. Yeah, and I I've, I will eventually I will consume loads of Elden Ring content, but at the moment I'm waiting till I finish the game myself. So, well, you know, honestly, I just had like a cheap Steam key for Dark Souls three a while ago, and I was like, well, I'll just play this just to get the hang of it. And I'm now like 20 hours into Dark Souls three and loving the hell out of that. So yeah, that's yeah. a fun game. Pretty rad. Um, like Dark Souls One is one of my favorite games of all time. I have that and for Elden Switch. Ring is up there. I have that for Switch, and uh, it kind of sucks to play that handheld, so I haven't gotten very far in that. I played. I finished. So, this is ridiculous. I've finished mm -hmm. Dark Souls on a PlayStation, an Xbox, a PC, and a Switch. Yeah, you pretty much can. I mean, you can. Is that like you can also use the Ring Fit controller? Is that like when you win a, like an Oscar, a Grammy, a Tony, and an Emmy? Yeah. You got. Yeah, he he yeah, got but... he, he got Dark Souls. <laughs> there we go. We've definitely fucked up Matt's plan for your studio plugs. <laughs> this is an upgraded podcast. This is That's bonus right. content injected into the center of the middle of the intro. And there was even bonus content beforehand if you're on our Patreon. But anyway, we watched Upgrade because you told us to, and you said it was like Venom, but it's better than Venom. So now now it's story time. Well, I actually haven't seen Venom. I haven't either. I, so, <laughs> I have seen I have seen Morbius, which people tell me is like a worse version of Venom. I uh, see. Oh. Me and Matt almost went and saw Morbius the other day, but there <laughs> wasn't bad. just because we heard so much about how bad it was. You'll you'll have there fun. wasn't a showing that made sense. We would have had fun. a preview too. It would have been a preview. But I'll, I'll tell. I'll give you one spoiler, which is that at some point the TV comes on, and uh, they say that. There's there have been a bunch of murders and they've dubbed the killer the vampire murderer. That's like the level of the script. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, that one is basically uh, it was the first day of the Japanese work here and my wife came home really late and I felt like I'd be a shithead if I just left and watched a movie that was a shitty. <laughs> uh, are you getting everything everywhere all at once there? I, I don't know. So. I, I, I keep meaning to check the listings and I haven't yet. That We're is not getting Sonic till like August. That really? was that was better than Morbius. Uh, it doesn't say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good. It wasn't as good as the first Sonic, but it was pretty good. Um, oh, I everything, you meant everything. Every, no, everything. Better than Morbius. <laughs> no, everything, everywhere, all at once is one of the possibly the best film I've seen in like years. But is it better than Morbius? You haven't answered the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius is not one of the best movies I've seen in in years. I'll just say that. Okay. So I don't not hurt Morbius. Not one of the best movies feelings. I've seen in years. It's the best movie. It's it's a you know if it was just Matt Smith screaming, then it would be a great movie. The only thing I've seen Matt Smith in since Doctor Who was when he was in the worst Terminator. Terminator film. Genesis. And he was dreadful in that. So. <laughs> I don't remember what he did. Was he really in it that much? Or was he, was he just in, like, I He was all over the trailers now. and then he's in it for like two minutes of screen time. <laughs> I find it really interesting that they kept trying to cast like weirdos as, as Skynet. Like, you know, there's mm. Helena Bonham Carter with Skynet. Matt yeah. Smith with Skynet. Who's going to be Skynet next? Jared Leto? <laughs> no, he's too. If it means he destroys his boy. physical body and enters the digital realm, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, as well. Like, <laughs> what if it's Joaquin Phoenix? Nick Cage. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> he'd do it too. If you do, you just tweet that out, and he'll be like, 
I think I would definitely. I know you can't do an impression of him. He definitely would. If it got, went viral, then he would be like, "Yes, I'm open to it." I mean, he's gonna be Dracula now. Nice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's talk about when I saw Upgrade. <laughs> now let's talk about a different side topic instead. <laughs> well, see, I was playing uh, Dark Souls, and no, I I was there was one guy there besides me, and I'm not like a particularly into talking to strangers but when we both left the movie theater we were both just like instinctively just high-fived and we're like yeah it was awesome and he was like i drove all the way here from alabama to see this that'd be like <laughs> the equivalent of driving i guess across japan to see a movie i, don't I know. came all the way from alabama to see this do you have the accent no he was oh, just too a bad. regular guy okay. i mean he was probably pretty cool he drove all the way to here to see upgrade <laughs> that's pretty cool that is pretty sick so you high-fived yeah. And then you yeah, because it was it. awesome because it was more <laughs> awesome than we even thought it would be, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember why I even wanted to see it. I just I guess I was just like, this looks like it will be good. Well, yeah, you no, know, on our end, it's like I haven't seen Venom because it's one of those. Oh, see it when we podcast it. And and it was on the we were about to. And then you were like, no, upgrade. I'm like, sure. Why not? Upgrade. No, I think I think the conversation was I said, you have to see it follows. And Invisible Man is great. Luke is right. And. You should also see Upgrade because the Invisible Man guy did Upgrade right before he did Invisible Man. But yeah, which... I guess I'll tell my version. Mine and Matt's mutual friend Rob has been telling me to watch Upgrade for like three years. Ah. But I, I had that thing where it's like, well, I know we'll podcast it, so I'll watch it when we podcast it. And then when but... you told me it was the same director as Invisible Man, I was like, oh no, we're watching this now. <laughs> yeah, because it's <laughs> it is sort of a similar movie, but with just a different rhythm because hmm. Invisible Man kind of is the slow build up to this like huge, crazy seen it in the like towards the end of it well, and this has like a few in the sort of paste i will say between these two films this guy really fucking likes terminator 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah which obviously puts him in my good place we'll just uh throw it out on uh before you know maybe it's a later question but uh which bar scene is more badass the word badass does go in my notes like five times by the way <laughs> I don't, man, Terminator 2's bar scene is, I don't know how you compete with that. Well, this one's not so bad as because he goes and hides in the toilets before he does everything. Yeah, it's he more, this one's more funny. Right in the bar in front of everyone. <laughs> this one's comes... more just hilarious because when there's he... the whole thing with like that. He's just lying on the floor for half of it. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just like the, the him rolling out of the uh, of the back room in his wheelchair. A few <laughs> I mean, years yeah, back, then... the uh, the WWE wrestling game added the Terminator as a character. My God, um, I thought but as a promotional thing, they reshot that bar scene with all the current wrestling guys. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I should check like, that out. Yeah, like Dean. I think Dean Ambrose was the Terminator. <laughs> like it's Roman Reigns, it's just like a fucking a biker cop. dude giving him shit. Biker. <laughs> so this is one of those rarefied podcasts where it's it's potentially possible that someone is listening to this without um having seen the movie. Like mm. I want to hear people's opinion first mm. before. So I I'll denote it's just a movie. Well, not many people have seen it. So we're gonna denote the spoiler line, and it's time for Luke to spoil everything. I guess I'll say first, then, if you are listening to this having not seen the film, stop now and go watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's on Netflix, and I think we it's... all heartily recommend it. Yeah, it's a... Uh... 
the the story you could write the story on a cocktail napkin and you would read the cocktail napkin and be spoiled and that's not an insult i think i i see it as a good thing personally yeah, it's, it's could, genuinely got a good twist and also it's just a great action flick you can mm-hmm. fit the story on your arm right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but you wouldn't be able to read it You know Gray is a good dude because in a world of AI, he still makes good old-fashioned American cars with his hands, including for rich guy Aaron. Unfortunately, Gray and his wife, Asher, are mugged. Asher dies and Gray's spine is severed, leaving him with no movement below the neck. Aaron hooks Gray up with a chip that gives him back his movement and then some. Gray and Stem, the AI voice in his head, go on a revenge spree. They dig deeper into the rabbit hole. It was actually a deliberate hit on Asher. But actually, Gray was the target. But actually, it was Aaron trying to create a guinea pig. But actually, Stem was pulling the strings. And now, Gray is living in a dream world, and the AI has his body. Right on. Okay, that's cool. So watching it this time, I was like, is this a metaphor for boomers not knowing how to use the internet? <laughs> because... Um, I don't disagree, but yes, because... Elaborate? <laughs> oh, uh, basically, people complain about things, how things aren't the way they are, and then the things that they complain about eventually take them over and uh, uh, control yeah. them. Yeah, um, that is definitely what happened to like my mother. Which he's telling yeah. me I'm going to get hooked to the computers and whatever, and now she's on Facebook 24-7. <laughs> and I yeah. like go out of my way to use social media as little as possible. <laughs> yeah, my mother is on a uh, what, whatever just website with a bunch of little games, and there's just videos. And anytime I have to check her email, uh, make her email work somewhere, I see something where I'm just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> we just don't, we don't talk about it, though, because... Eh. My granddad downloaded hella porn and tried to tell us it was a virus. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's more relatable. Yep. We've all been there. Porn is... That's what happened uh, in Chewbacca's house. Ethical sometimes. Most of the time. (laughs) Porn is more ethical than misinformation. I'll say that much. Yep. Legal porn. Oh, consuming porn is ethical as long as you just find ethically produced stuff. Yeah, ethically produced free-range porn. <laughs> so, um cage free. Th- this movie oh, I'm into the cages. Yeah, if it's consent. Oh, into it too. <laughs> <Consent>. <laughs> uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the cage. 
So this movie doesn't have any like real famo actors, as far as I can tell. The the biggest no. is the lead, and even he's not huge. And um, I did have the IMD open, and I've closed it. It's is it Marshall Logan Green, something like that. I'm going to say yeah. sure. Why not? Yes, Logan Marshall Green. The other way, Logan around. Marshall Green. Damn it. Yeah, um, he does. He has done a bit of stuff, like he's in Prometheus. He's the first shocker in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the main but, thing I noticed watching though is just how much he looks exactly like how Tom Hardy looks in Venom. Yeah, I was sitting here. They play the role like, really it, similarly. That was in the matter. trivia. It does it even matter if we flip if we put Tom Hardy in here? It probably doesn't matter, does it? Would this really be better if it were Tom Hardy? Tom uh, Hardy is a very charming guy, especially in those films. Yeah. But I think this guy does a good leading man turn. Anyway. Yeah, he pulls it off fine. I mean like Yeah, I even though right, I I'm sorry, even though I didn't see Venom, I did see the Spider-Man movie. Have you seen the new Spider-Man movie yet? Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I saw it, I saw it thrice in this. <laughs> okay. It was very good, but that scene at the end like really confused me until I realized I was uh, watching Tom Hardy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiled Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man end credit scenes that don't mean anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when when did the when did the Marvel end credit scene just become like absolute gibberish? Um, then- wait till you see the Morbius one. Oh my god. <laughs> It is the worst. It is the worst end credits thing that I could even imagine. I could I could write one down trying to make a bad one. I think they it became unnecessary out. after Avengers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like early I, on, they were setting up stuff we didn't already know about, right? But now you already know the yeah. next ten films that are coming out. So yeah, I know it's one, in Spider Man. It has that one for Doctor Strange, which is literally just the trailer. It is the tra- yeah that it's now if. Now, if they want to surprise you, they do one that's like a funny joke. Yeah. That, like Captain America doing a doing a an ad that says That was great. Ah, I thought you were hope hope you feel good about sitting in your chairs after <laughs> the movie. I don't know why I have my voice just then. <laughs> sitting um, in your chairs. Or like wow. Endgame felt like, wow, how brave they didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm perfectly fine if you want to tell us the Morbius one, because I don't care. Luke, do you care? I think I've seen it already. It's a bunch of bullshit where they bring in some characters from different films and try and pretend they're in the same universe. I'll tell you almost verbatim what happens. You're looking at a prison cell. Michael Keaton teleports into the prison cell. He sort of like dusts his shirt off a little bit. It's like, hmm, hope the food's better in this universe. And then it cuts some more credits. And then you see him flying in his like vulture mecha thing even though I have no idea how he would have that in this universe, up to Morbius who's hanging out. New one. And Michael Keaton says, I don't know how I got here. Must have something to do with Spider-Man. Anyway, I saw you on the news and I thought maybe we could team up. <laughs> and Morbius is like, I'm listening. That's pretty much it. And really nothing Morbius does in that movie makes him seem like he would be interested in being like a team of villains well, also, even at the end of homecoming vulture's not even in that place mm, like he yeah, kind of no. likes spider-man because he saved his daughter and him it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and he's kind it's of the literally... hero of that film <laughs> it literally is just like it, it's I, I don't know it's it's it reminds me of that simpsons episode where it shows clark gable and he says frankly my dear i love you let's get married <laughs> and i don't know i can't tell you why but it just seems like someone just wrote some dialogue. And well, I, Matt, you remember we were complaining, why doesn't No Way Home have a Sinister Six? It only had five. Right. It was it's almost because Sony like, still wants to make a Sinister Six film. 
Ouch. They don't want to blow the load because they want to bring out a film called The Sinister Six. That movie, that should have been called Spider-Man Blowing Your Load. <laughs> that was... <laughs> There will never be a Spider-Man movie with a group of villains that's that much fun to watch do villainy. Yeah. Like, why even try to top that? Yeah, that was just... And I went into it kind of skeptical. I was like, this is going to be a bunch of references. And it was like, probably one of my favorite Marvel films. I mean, it it was was just a bunch of references, just done well. But but a lot of it was just a bunch of heavies in a room together, just like staring and being angry, which is like, that is my shit. I love (laughs) that. (laughs) Do note that this podcast yeah, all that was Spider-Man, was the we pointing at the film. WWE sign. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, I'll see you. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> that was pretty much Willem Dafoe. He's like, oh, yeah. Spider-Man, I'm going to pile drive you through eight stories of this apartment building. Ugh. Great, great. I feel kind of bad because Upgrade's a really good film and we've talked about everything <laughs> but Upgrade. <laughs> okay. My other thesis statement, aside from it, um, aside from it being a metaphor for boomers and the internet, is that it's kind of like Pinocchio. If Pinocchio just like murdered everybody to become a real boy, he made a skin suit out of the other children, (laughs) and that's how he became a real boy. (laughs) Yeah, Stem. It kind of is the protagonist. I don't. I, I mean, it's not like I don't feel bad for Gray, but it's sort of like. All of us know somebody who's like, uh, these damn computers do everything. These, you know, it's it feels like it would be even more annoying in the future where mm-hmm. I just can't imagine hanging out in 2046 and somebody being like, uh, nothing, you know, like somebody who doesn't remember anything before like 2010 <laughs> being <laughs> like, these damn computers do everything. You don't do anything for yourself. Like, that's not fun. We, we noticed in, in time that it's like Hollywood shorthand that. Uh, using real petrol cars is cool and good not like these electric modern cars it's i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it's something like you just put that in the script to kind of like spice it up so that the old suits are like oh yeah muscle cars are great the fumes are manly air take these 13 million dollars and go film this on australia before we completely give up on the cast um I was looking through them, seeing if they'd done anything notable. And most of them haven't. They're kind of unknowns, but they do a good job. But the actress who plays his wife, uh, Melanie Vallejo, Vallejo, she was mm-hmm. a Power Ranger. Which what? Iteration? I missed that. Like super late in Power Rangers <laughs> Mystic Force, she was the Blue Ranger. But that's still pretty wow. cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love seeing a Power Ranger actually get more work after Power Rangers. <laughs> no, it's also a detective. Detective Cortez was in Get Out. I think she was. She had a pretty sizable role she was one of the people who was like sort of starting to break i think she was like the housekeeper oh that didn't actually come up on her wikipedia she's in um one of the purge films i don't think she's in get out dude i think you've made that up damn it (laughs) the actress is called betty gabriel betty gabriel i'm i'm looking at imdb Uh, it's the first result yeah breakthrough starring in oh yeah but on google and wikipedia it doesn't bring her up Damn, Wikipedia has some kind of agenda of some sort. It's not the same. She's also in the Twilight Zone. Oh, that's sick. Well, that makes sense because yeah, get out. Same director. Yeah. Um. Oh, right. I, I, she was good, but you notice I didn't include her in my synopsis because she kind of doesn't actually achieve anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how around and then gets killed. It's it's kind of like it's kind of darkly ironic how um 
you were talking about Invisible Man as like a great film that's like the female perspective, and this film just basically fridges one woman immediately and then just taunts the other one until <laughs> just not. This is not like a a film that. Uh, well, it, it is. It's kind of the it, classic like male fantasy revenge film, right? Like a a Taken or something. I guess with yeah. the twist that it is actually the revenge does destroy him. I guess STEM kind of is a guy. Yeah. Well, you were like listening to STEM, right? Why aren't you listening to STEM? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's like, no, really. Trust me. Trust me. I know you should go over to this guy's house. <laughs> uh, the performance reminded me a lot of Kit. I yeah. did make a Kit note. Uh, Mark made a data note, and I made a mm -hmm. Hal note. Okay. Well, We've covered all oh, yeah, the bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I was thinking about it. Hal is before Kit, and yeah, that is the archetype that mm. they're going for. Um, but yeah, they I guess we don't hear too. that one as much these days. But I did look no, up the voice actor in the middle of watching the film. I was like, oh, that's not a person that. Yeah, he's I, I was like, because I was like, he's oh, so familiar. He just does a really good impression, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> um, the guy who plays uh, Aaron, Aaron, am I saying it right? And Aaron Musk. Aaron Musk. Um, Aaron Musk. Again, not the same actor, but he he looked like um, Mac Morris from the Saved by the Bell reboot. So I wanted to punch <laughs> him instantly, uh, <laughs> which I think I, is the point of his character that someone you want to punch instantly. Surprised he hadn't been in more stuff because I felt like I recognized him, but I guess just that character has been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean it's that you, Oscar Isaac is doing it in Ekamakina, and it's you know just yeah. the. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a modern trope, I guess. Although mm. I, I also laughed. There's a scene in it where like that guy wears a mask into a hospital, and it's meant to be yeah. that suffice that he's a freak. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> no, but uh, also you know it works because the you know Gray, who's a luddite, is like you don't have to wear a mask. You know, it's, it's like exactly the kind of thing that somebody yeah is who doesn't trust computers to be like yeah you don't have to wear a mask inside. <laughs> um i love that like the the upgraded like criminals all have like weird future names or like cirque brantner like <laughs> cirque brantner like with all the other names being kind of on the nose and then this guy is just like a bunch of syllables people are gonna have to start future. naming their kids that real quick in 2022 yep. we've only got 24 years so that guy probably is already alive yeah mm -hmm. Sir, like, if you're alive today and you've got a kid and you're calling them like John or some shit, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, name them Blorg or Pliff. Yeah, when I get to 2050, I want to be surrounded by like X's, Y's, and Z's in all the names. <laughs> e equals bl bl what is Elon Musk's kid in his name? X times three eleven seventy two forty five. Also, I think it's just like pronounced Aaron or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Grimes. I hope somebody rescues her. I hope that NATO gets her out of there. Well, apparently you say that, but apparently Elon Musk likes taking it like up the butt with a strap on from Grimes. So I think she's doing okay. Is well, this the that's time good. To, is this the time to talk about where the fuck master sticker ended up? <laughs> <laughs> so I see Luke yesterday's making he's making um some kind of labels, and I'm like, oh, are you making dirty labels, right? And he's doing work, and then we have an actual work meeting. So the first thing Luke does is take my iPad and slap in the fuck master. Sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Later, I'm teaching a class of high school girls. I'm bringing up some picture. I'm opening my iPod. Like, oh shit! <laughs> like, I'm <bringing> up <laughs> so, like, so I'm like, I have to find another place for the sticker. So I go in my drawer and I find from a few years ago 
we did like this magic class. It's like, you know, the thing you would, um, you know, like uh, a big know, pestle mix. for like writing stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. This wooden pestle. So I just stuck it on there. And the, mo- the more I think about it, the more horrible it is because it looks like like a rough <laughs> Matt's wooden... got a big wooden dildo with fuck master written on it in his cupboard now. <laughs> So yeah. in, in Japan, like in a Japanese school, can you even get in like the least bit of trouble for doing that? Like there's there's no actual penalty for English curse words, right? I mean, no, that's why I moved the sticker real quick. Uh. <laughs> uh, not necessarily, but if they go around and start repeating it and they're like, where did you learn that? I learned it from Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a class yesterday where he was trying to get me to explain when it is and it's not appropriate to use the word fuck. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's almost like... I don't want to say a waste of time, but I think in English class, there's so much more important things. No, uh, it is probably the most used word by me and yeah. my friends. When I taught yeah. all adults, I, I asked the, the manager once, like a lot of students want to know about like, you know, these words. Should I be like not doing that? They want to know. Go ahead. Like, and they're adults. I'm like, sure. Okay. So I taught a few like blue English classes because the students insisted. Yeah, like cool. junior high school and up, I teach them it with context. Anything younger than that, I try and discourage it. <laughs> there was a period a couple of months back where it felt like every kid at once learned about flipping the bird. <laughs> they were just doing it. I was like, has this been in like a film recently or something? Because you're all doing it suddenly. <laughs> so then yeah. I just taught them the novelty ones, like playing the trumpet and doing down the fingers. The inflatable yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I, I think the, the the best iteration of that I saw was the uh, Merry Christmas with the six-year-old kid just, you know, wait on a video for the parents, just like waving double barrel of middle fingers, smiling and screaming Merry Christmas. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, that's magical. That's truly magical. That's awesome. Luke, you, you want a robot body? You want you want a robot friend like this? No. This is explicitly <laughs> yeah. what I always say I don't want. <laughs> I'll take a limb. I don't want anything that goes in my brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not. I feel like if STEM, if you were STEM's friend, he would have to kill you, right? That's pretty yeah. much like may, maybe, I don't See, know. They're supposed to be doing a series. Maybe they'll eventually. At the end when he's got the body, I'll be friends with him then. Yeah, but like, what if he's like, in my own body, I'll be know. friends with this guy. Yeah, I feel like you would hang out with him and you would joke about telling somebody about him, and then he would definitely kill you. <laughs> it's like a thing where, where you'd have to be so careful. Well, he's uh, no longer under an NDA uh, at that point, right? Because Aaron, I mean, he maybe, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just after he kills Aaron Musk, he doesn't have to, to do anything anymore. Yeah, like, like he doesn't I mean, have to worry, exactly. He doesn't really need to keep doing the sham at that point, you know. As a robot thing, though, this is like up there with Terminator in terms of purely through the actor's movements, you believe they've there's a machine in there. Yeah, that guy, um, Logan, whatever, Logan, Brian, Logan, Green, Logan, Brian, Green. 
Logan I feel like I'm just insulting him more and more. <laughs> anyway, Green he did Logan. a great job. He did a great job of the the whole like shoulders thing. Like, mm. what was there's like a school of acting that I think Christopher Reeve made kind of famous by like changing his shoulders so you believe that he's Superman when he's Superman, and then being like kind of mm. hunched over as Clark Kent. But like this guy really nails it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah just, he moves in a way that it's not how a human would move their body, but is like the efficient way a machine would do it. And there's yeah, that and first also... scene we see him walk into his house where it's like shot like a video game. Mm-hmm. And it was almost, it was like nothing I'd seen in a film. It was great. Yeah, apparently um, all the fight scenes, which we haven't really gotten to yet, but I didn't know this, but they uh, they tracked the camera like they did by putting a phone in his clothes. Okay. And they just motion tracked all of his movements, which I don't know if that means that he did every like stunt by himself. Possibly. Well, it's say, it felt, really find sure felt like he was. If but they're using was... some CGI, then that's well done CGI because none of us noticed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was the only thing to compare it to is the Evil Dead 2 like hand scene. You know, it's like. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, also, uh, let's not forget. And Evil Dead 2, Bruce Campbell somehow manages to actually flip himself over. That's amazing when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that, I don't ever want to like diminish what Bruce Campbell did in that film because it was pretty much just him just doing stunts. It's like <laughs> him doing extreme stunts for an hour and a half almost. Sam Raimi bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, well it was like interesting going i rewatched that trilogy last halloween and it was really interesting to me how it was like evil dead one was like a cast evil dead two felt like it was bruce campbell alone in a cabin with evil and then there were some guests and evil and army of darkness just felt like there were only two characters well three characters there were only two characters there was Is bruce campbell character and every no every medieval person was exactly the same character, <laughs> and Bruce Campbell was also the evil in that movie. So it's more; it just becomes more and more like Bruce Campbell just doing a an epic thing by himself. Well, no one no one complains <clears throat> too hard, so I guess that's cool. No, but, but that again, um, B, B, BLG, he does a good job of uh, you know carrying this movie. Is he in every scene? Is this an? Um, they occasionally no. cut away to what the baddies are up to and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Scene. It's pretty. It's yeah, that sneeze scene. Oh right, right, right. That oh, to man, me was the scariest was a, thing. That was another one of those films. Not enough people give credit to the fact that every special effect of every sound effect of the past fifteen years is stolen. Transformers. From Transformers. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly fair. the same as that thing that makes itself out of beads in Transformers Two. I didn't catch that on that, but I was like, all of these sound effects are from the first Transformers movie. <laughs> I Even think the soundtrack of like future cars was felt probably that is what they're going to look like. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I think it did those pretty well. But yeah, I mean, we all still want his muscle car, though, don't we? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> way like, more likely that you'll have a car with a bunch of screens on the inside than farts like a man. Something flying, basically. Yeah. That's that's the one that I just don't really. I, I was actually that. a little surprised how much of a sci-fi film this was. I figured it was going to take place pretty much in the modern world and he just happened to have the chip, right? I mean, they kind of did it right where it, felt, it feels, yeah, it feels near future. Mm. It feels like how near future stuff should feel, which is that some stuff is old and some stuff isn't. Yeah, it doesn't because the 
the one that really bugs me is when you get the films where it's set supposedly in the future, but everything's the same apart from whatever technology the film's about. Yeah. And it's like, so nothing else has developed in these 30 years? Whereas this one, it's like, oh yeah, this technology has permeated the world a bit more, which is probably what will happen. Another and there's stuff un- like Logan's Run where everything is so different that they have to do matte paintings for most <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to make the noise. Um, I, mean, yeah, I, lo- I love it. I've been but, thinking yeah. about Logan's Run a lot recently because the new Kirby game, he's set in like kind of a post-apocalyptic Earth. And everyone's mm. saying like, oh, it looks like The Last of Us. But to me, it's Logan's Run. <laughs> I, I feel like... Colorful, colorful for The Last of Us. I've never really played The Last of Us except for like... I was house sitting for a friend and I played some of it mm. and it just felt kind of like miserable. So I just stopped so, and I played Katamari Damacy the rest of the time I was there. Here's the thing about The Last of Us. It's fine. But because most video game stories are so bad, people talk about The Last of Us like it's the greatest thing ever made. Whereas like if it was a TV show instead of a film, you'd be like, yeah, it's all right. Mm. Yeah, I, it didn't. it didn't really... I know there's a lot of like just really dark and disturbing shit in it. I'm just kind of like, it doesn't, eh, doesn't it's really like, feel like something I'd be into. It's got mediocre shooting and it's got this one puzzle that repeats 30 times, <laughs> but then the performances are okay, I guess. Well, Ooh, the thing I really game. like, <laughs> the thing I like from recently is the game Control because in that game, the only humans you really encounter are your coworkers and they're kind of obnoxious and kind of shitty but also kind of helpful Mm. so it just feels like a real office except for there's a bunch of paranormal stuff going on i've got that because it was given away free on playstation but i've never fired it up um if you like uh yeah if you like uh telekinesis and uh weird david lynch stuff you'd probably be into it i probably will like it it's just time man when yeah, I was a kid, I had future. all time and no games. Now I have all games and no time. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could just send a bunch of games back in time to myself when I was playing Atari over and over because I just had like three Atari games. <laughs> that was sad. You know, I could speed run ET. <laughs> and Raiders. Imagine if you were sat playing yeah. your Atari games and then fucking control came through the post box. <laughs> your dick would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like when we were when we would have probably cut off our own arm just to get a playable like Galaga at home. <laughs> Where you, like the Atari could not run Galaga. We had Galaxian. Yeah, but then you'd have to be playing not like, the same. You got the joystick in one hand, but you're pressing the button with a foot. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, like all these future games have so many buttons, I have to use like two feet now. Develop it like <sighs> a chip man. <laughs> um, getting back to the future visions, uh, Especially Luke, did you ever see the Caprica TV show? No, I did. Um, I I like, maybe I saw like the pilot. Yeah, that's supposed to be like the way distant past, actually, mm. right? But but I really like that one because it was like half of it was like fifties and half of it was like twenty tens, like you know, like uh, excuse me, two thousands iPod, you know. So like, I, I do you like a, cool a sci-fi that leans into like a period future aesthetic? If you know what I mean. Yeah. I like a get... fool out, like is a 50s version of the future. That was like the yeah, best thing like... about end time. <laughs> there would there would be, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, look at fast food restaurants now look kind of more like Frank Lloyd Wright houses than, I mean, the, these, these influences tend to kind of come in waves. So mm. it totally makes sense that, like, I keep waiting for space punk to come back. I don't even know if that's the term, but I just think of, I like big white chunky things like the space shuttle. 
Like mm. I have a couple of gadgets that are kind of like that. I don't think I have any sitting around, but your headphones are kind of that. Yeah, that's why I got these. Are big chunky white headphones. Yeah, uh, I hmm. guess I'm. I like, I like dark. My yeah, my iPad's black. My phone's black. I like. I like, I like colors. I want like I like the night. the eighties sci fi or the neon and shit. That's me. Ah, right. The, Thor Ragnarok. That's the aesthetic I love. Yeah, I got this new phone case that looks like the lizard skin thing. Sick. Yeah. So, I wanted the purple phone, but they were sold out. But then I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to put it in a case anyway, so it doesn't matter. How do you yeah. feel about the Memphis style? Do you know what I'm talking about? The Memphis School of Design? West Memphis 3? They're no, innocent. No, that's very different. No, this oh. is um, uh, this, that 80s Memphis, thing with all Egypt. the pastels and vaguely Native American looking squiggles. And oh, stuff. I'm into See, it. Think, sure. That's weird. I think of that as 90s. It, I, it, I mean, it went into a 90s bit too. That's but, like, yeah. yeah, that's like. Like the jazz uh, cups. That's like Fresh Prince aesthetic to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fresh Prince is a good standard for that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess because that was the thing that adults were into when I was a kid. No, I don't actually like it. <laughs> okay, uh, that just... felt like to me. It felt like that I could feel the '80s kind of waning, and it did kind of. Um, the thing about the '90s that kind of sucked was that the '80s had a lot of kind of dark spaces. Like there was a lot of black walls with neon, so mm. that everything kind of popped more. And then when everything got kind of pastel, then it just kind of everything got like kind of washed out. If that makes any I, sense, I think my well, you know, a good example of that is, is Star Wars. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. My vision of the '90s, that the one that sticks in my head, and this is more for Mark, of course, is that massive, insane, incredible universe store we used to have. To me, that was oh, yeah. that, <laughs> that completely encapsulates the '90s. It's like um, well, we have the Yamna Denki in Japan. It's like. 10 of those mm-hmm. piled on top of each other you know well, they were more like in a big circle buys. yeah it was just it was like a, a stadium lots of neon lots of pastels you know no darkness it was insane <laughs> every yeah every attempt at making a big giant store there was like kmart had a giant store that was called like fresh fair or something like that and it was a giant kmart i think it lasted less than a year but that <laughs> i remember that was like 1990 it was like when rico suave was on the radio type of era <laughs> it was like that's so uh, folks don't make your store too big uh no it'll collapse I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm Muss. Welcome to Game Game Show, the game show about games. The unique podcast where four white men talk about video games. Look, Luke, when in doubt, don't go with me. No, so my thing is just like, uh, you usually do these quizzes, yes, no, yes, no, right? So... <laughs> Luke, no one is that lazy. <laughs> we'll say like, what, 10 seconds? That's probably usually long enough. Yeah, 10 seconds. There we go. I mean, you're not going to time it, so it really doesn't matter, does fucking it? Well, time it, mate. I've got got it on my up on my tablet. You here. fucking dog! I'll deduct the point, mate. With any more of this slander. <laughs> Imagine being tied with me. <laughs> <laughs> this round is called Punching Upwards. I'm going to name some video gaming celebrities who are much more famous than us. And you're going to tell me, for what reason, they were cancelled. Oh, no. 
no. I have no idea who they are. Uh, I feel like this will be a trend for all of these people. <laughs> Game Game Show is a comedy panel game show about video games. Find it wherever you get your pods by searching Game Game Show. Find us on Twitter at Game Game Show. Or find this podcast and others that me and my pals create by going to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. So looking at it, Venom was only six months after Upgrade. After? Wow. Okay, that's important too. But a lot of what they did is very... I think the way they try and do the movement of it's controlling him and he's not quite in control of the fight. They did a similar thing. I think in Venom, they do use a lot of CG to pull it off. Venom? Whereas this of feels like it's a lot it, of it is in his performance. See, the reason I didn't see Venom when it came out, I was, I was kind of looking into this cause I just, it was like, eventually I heard more and more that I'm like, this sounds like a fun movie, but mm. I think it's like the guy who made zombie land. And I did not like zombie. Okay. It, I guess it isn't. That's weird. So I thought he was the director of Zombieland. Month. As a 90s kid, I was like, Venom is the fucking the shit for me, right? He's like Spider-Man, yeah, but he's cool and dark and he eats people. So I, I had... had Sorry, go ahead. I had like a morbid curiosity about the film. And it ended up having a really 90s feel in the sense that it's it's a real loose adaptation of the source material in the way that all those superhero films before like Spider-Man were. So in the 90s, was Carnage a bridge too far for you? Because that was supposed to be cool. The more, no, Carnage, you know, cool. Carnage was great because it was like, oh, he's so bad that now Venom can be the good guy. That's my point. Yeah. It like, yeah. It's, it's too much like, you know, like 90s. He's twisted. There, that's, I mean, that's where that comes from. <laughs> I think, well, growing up in the, I was old enough in the 90s. That, I mean, I knew what all this stuff was, but I had like a weird kind of complicated relationship with it because I was like, yeah, Spawn is super cool and the Spawn movie came out and I like hated it like a lot. <laughs> like I really and I think maybe it's one of those things where when you get older you're just like kind of embarrassed of the stuff that you thought was super cool in the 90s. And then as I've gotten even older that, I'm just like who gives a shit? Uh, cool like tentacle stuff. Many many people have told me that. The thing is I didn't have that phase. I've never had a sense of shame. That's so, good. That's really healthy. Life, I just like the shit I like. Maybe that's just the millennial thing where I feel like. Nah, maybe like... I think I am a weirdo because a lot of Pokemon fans tell me the story of like, oh, you know, I went through that phase where you know it wasn't cool to be in Pokemon, but then I came back to it in my teens. I'm like, no, I put every game <laughs> on release. <laughs> like... Yeah, I'd, you know, I, I, um, I was probably less fun when I was a kid because when I was a kid, I didn't like wrestling because it was fake. Mm. And then I got older and I was like, oh no, this is cool as shit. And people flying yeah. around isn't fake. It's it's also, it's never pretended not to be. Like No, it's absolutely. It's just, is it is what it is. And Whenever you is, say like, I like wrestling and someone's like, oh, you know, it's fake, right? I'm like, yeah, so is Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, so Mark, is ballet. What's, what's the shittiest band you loved in the 90s? Wheatus. Uh, I was pretty into Wheatus. I don't know. The shitty... I mean, the thing is, a lot of the bands I loved in the 90s became shitty later, like Smashing Pumpkins. I, like... No, I'm like, now they, you hear it, and you're, man, that really was shit. 
Okay. My my answer for that's gonna be Primus because I love Primus and now it's like unlistenable. Huh. <laughs> I don't I don't really I feel like Primus is one of those things where I'm like, good for them. I mean I don't really enjoy listening to it, but I'm like, it's at least that guy did something weird. No, I'm not like he did I, whatever I'm, he did. Yeah, I'm not like he's an asshole. I'm like, good for him. I'm just like, yeah. man, this stuff sucks. <laughs> but uh no, I made the mistake of I liked one song from Busted. And then for like five years, I got the Busted album every Christmas. <laughs> like, Thanks. Okay, that, that's an answer. I'll take I'll take that one. I mean, I see, the thing is, like, when Korn came out, I was like, oh, that's it. Music is over for me. I am an old person now who is out of touch with things. <laughs> so that's like a weird thing where, like, talking about not being fun when I was younger, I was just, like, ready to be an old out-of-touch person. And then corn kind of went all that new metal just kind of went away and i was like oh well sometimes yeah. it just goes away and it you don't you you know so yeah i was like, the age to be into that stuff but i never was around that time i was just into my dad's music yeah <laughs> my, my friends would be listening to corn and lincoln park and all that and i was listening to like dire straits pink floyd as <laughs> that's, that's a lot of people too i i was like I thought it was genuinely weird when I was younger and there were people who were into Pink Floyd, but it's like now I know people who are super into, I mean, I've, I know people, I don't know. I know somebody who's your age, Luke, who's obsessed with Def Leppard. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, but it's also kind of cool because sometimes you just need to be reminded that it's like, like I've gotten really into disco and like old eighties Euro pop from like the early eighties. But for some reason a few weeks ago i was trying to play luke only shitty beach boys songs <laughs> i mean why not i mean but it's like billy eilish who is literally a child it's like i relate more to her music than i do to a lot of things that i grew up with in the 90s <laughs> billy eilish is great i don't know guns uh, and roses that's the shittiest band i like in the 90s okay right Let, i saw a yeah, guns and roses t-shirt yesterday but I, he definitely didn't know what he was wearing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they had that album that was like an Aerosmith album, and it was good. But then, also, if you dissect some of those songs, there's some kind of bad choruses. Hey, what is the uh, Ray Kurzweil date for the Singularity? Is it forty six or forty eight that he keeps spitting out? Twenty forty eight. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if this movie. Was I don't like, know. I don't know for sure that date. Yeah. It seems well, a little. Off. I've heard people talk about the Singularity as when AI becomes self aware. And I've heard people talk about it as when humans merge with AI. This is the film that was both. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> well, kind of the, from what I've always read, I mean, I've seen the singularity defined a million different ways, just like mm. grunge or um, whatever, <laughs> or cringe. But basically what I always read that, that made sense to me was that the singularity is when technology starts changing so quickly that it almost just exponentially changes and then life is just unrecognizable that that's already happened in the past 200 years i Prior would argue that, that there's like three thousand years of human history where pretty much you know uh, we use chariots but now horseback is a little more successful and we used a brass sword but now an iron sword is but like I, I th- if you take someone from 300 years ago and show them today it's literally unrecognizable i believe i this may be a little pessimistic but i believe that it's not going to be an exponential increase in tech, but we're kind of riding this wave down because mm. what I'm seeing is that Moore's law doesn't really apply anymore. Used to be, you'd get it. I don't know. You get a computer every three years and it would be 
so much faster than the last one is just insane and now we kind of have things like well like the ps5 has been out for a year and i've yet to see a reason to buy one exactly but people are buying them because i think people desperately need to cling to the idea that things are advancing Mm. but if you look at the numbers recently my phone was busted and i was like oh i guess it's time to get an upgrade and i've got a brand new phone i spent a fucking ridiculous amount of money on this I'm doing exactly the same shit I was doing slightly faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of real eye opener. Um, I upgraded iPhones twice in the past two years Mm. and uh, the, the, (laughs) to the, to the two SEs, the cheap ones. Anyway. um, But the iPhone seven I had, I was like, Oh, this, there's a bunch of things this thing does wrong that suck. And when I upgrade immediately noticed that the new phone is doing the same things and that it's just that ios has bugs in it and it sucks yeah I that's mean, pretty much the same thing it's like why do you need to update all the time if you're making things worse now see now i sound well, like the boomer that this well, movie the thing, is though, coming as <laughs> the the app ecosystem is becoming more and more like a mall where like you go to your you go to apps that you used to have and they're not updated anymore and they just won't open or in one case i had a posture tracker where the uh, company that started it was purchased by another company and they just crippled the app so you'd buy their new device so it was just ironic useless. they crippled the app and now it's going to cripple you because you <laughs> yeah i'll show them i'm, I'm just gonna on. hunch over more and more like I'm well we need to get people on our app so we're just gonna slowly <laughs> over the course of a year tell them to hunch more and more and more <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get the hunch the hunch app you're yeah, a I'm... fucking lizard man like oh i think i need a new app <laughs> They're like, you must pay another $100 if you want to continue walking upright. I'm still somewhat bummed that I, I can't Reject play the, the match three game, the match three game, Star Trek, the Jewels of Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Mm. I thought it, it was a terrible miss- game. It's a terrible game I enjoy, right? It's one of those things. Well, you remember, Matt, the first time I went to Japan, the last time I went to Japan in 2012. It was like a few months after I got my first iPhone. And I had a bunch of cool, like time wasting, dumb bullshit. And and Hana loved to like, I kept like giving her my phone so she could just do weird things where you just would, whatever, <laughs> shake the phone and make or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And all those are just gone. I mean, because because Apple like took them off the store or whatever. Apple doesn't care. No. Now you just look at <laughs> no. the constantly rolling scroll of all the reasons the world is fucked and feel depressed. <laughs> yeah or you're like that was a plan oh, this... all along bait and switch <laughs> or, or you're something like i need to put text onto a photo i will download this app that is free and then it'll be like subscription ten dollars a month if you want to use the app after you download it yeah <laughs> and that happens like every time now unless you can put text broken. on the photo but we're also going to have our logo taking up half the photo Unless yeah. you pay 10 bucks to half the logo or 20 bucks to get rid of it entirely. <laughs> I used to weekly check the app stores and see, hey, what's there this weekend? I never check the app store now. <laughs> nope. I The last time I downloaded a new app was when Pikmin Bloom came out. And the next time I download a new app is when the next Nintendo game comes
one upgrade which we keep avoiding is uh, uh, I do have a train to catch. So this, there's some salient oh, points. This is one of those out. things we've discovered about this podcast: is the better a film is, the less we have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks for itself. Yeah, which is you know, that's an argument for why this show, I guess, shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Every week we'll just put up an episode that says like, oh, go watch this film. Okay, bye. I mean, <laughs> I should any should any program exist? This is just another way, another reason to have an app that's going to eventually stop working. Oh, yeah, this is like... just some sounds to fill the void for a little <laughs> while. That's what podcasts are for me. <laughs> well, we've, yeah. we've done a lot of tech talk here, right? And I do feel like there's a pretty, you know... Um, I think our tangents Venn... have been semi-relevant, yeah. Big, I'm saying there's a big Venn diagram between the gaming community and this film because this is kind of like a... Um, this is a bit of a LARP of a video game, right? That definitely, <laughs> this is a film made by gamers. The way the camera yeah. is used and sort of tracks the movement. Uh, apparently he based his performance a little bit on one of the characters from Overwatch. Huh. Okay. So there is, so that's my point. But, I was saying, this, yeah, okay, this is a gamer's a, film for sure. Cause there are a few Tracer, times the gamer stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm like, actually it doesn't matter for no, us. Like, this, this, like, this is definitely not the name, but Zendaya. Oh, right. Zen, Zentaya. Something like that. Yeah. Zen, Zen... Apparently moves in like an AI way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think she's the one who's like, Rise from the he- uh, uh, I haven't played it in like a year. I, I haven't played it, and I'm definitely not going to now. <laughs> uh, you know, I went back to it because somebody gave me free loot boxes with my Amazon Prime subscription, <laughs> and you're not missing that much. Fucking now, that is the 2022 sentence. I yeah. went back to Overwatch because I had free loot boxes for my Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription. <laughs> Yeah, we, wait. Uh, when they uh, when they announced that Amazon Prime was going up, I bought a gift subscription to give myself so I would dodge the. This is just so dumb. <laughs> just and it's just like to justify having extra TV to watch. Really, you need to get that sentence printed on a T-shirt, and but don't start wearing the T-shirt until like twenty thirty two. I'll wear it once so that AI will start like copying it and selling it. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I guess is this film just still like a rank obscurity? Is it's I mean, it, again, the whole it is getting a TV work. sequel, so I guess some yeah. people were into it. Okay, like a Snow it's picked up. Thing. It's but picked I, up, and I know that because uh, just like Dread a few years ago, there were people I told to watch it, and then they came back and were like, "Dude, have you seen Upgrade?" I'm like, "Yeah, I told <laughs> you to watch it. That's how you know something's good." But I feel like oh, I haven't seen this action anywhere else. So regardless, yeah, it, I think it's an interesting sci-fi film. I think it's got fun performances, whatever. It's worth watching just because those fight scenes are not like any other fight scenes I've seen. And I don't get to say that very often these days. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's like that's sort of like the sugar that that gives you the medicine of the cool like sci-fi story. But then the medicine is also good. But the sugar you know is really good. You know what other action film did this kind of fighting? <laughs> Jackie Chan's The Tuxedo. Huh. Oh yeah, I don't where think... the suit fights for him. <laughs> Have I seen that? Probably not, because that's remember. when we had quit watching Jackie Chan films. That's when he was making American uh... shit. But yeah, right, that's, yeah, that's a. I, I, I haven't seen it, and I can't remember if it does it well. But I could imagine Jackie Chan does a good job of. Whoa, my suit's fighting for me. What's going on? 
Because the way Jackie yeah. Chan films come out in the 90s, I'm sure Mark remembers this. They started just with the really badly dubbed, like Hong Kong funded, but made in Canada ones. We, we were like, are mm-hmm. these American? They're, they're tricking into thinking they're yeah. American films, kind of. And then they actually started making the American ones. So we got like three really awesome ones. And then suddenly, why do these suck all of a sudden? Oh, they're Hollywood productions now. Yeah, Hong Kong <laughs> shit is definitely where it's at because that's where they just let him do whatever he wants and we were, we were regardless of the, risk of death and we were even yeah. getting the grade b hong kong stuff in the theaters yeah. in the 90s we weren't even getting the real good stuff <laughs> yeah now i guess they don't make it anymore i'm really confused about that because i mean they still i think he still does a bit of stuff but obviously he can't do what he's yeah. and do. hong kong yeah, i mean just... problems of its own also yeah. he's, he's like weirdly pro mainland china it's it's really weird the the stuff I kind of went down a rabbit hole reading about the situation with Jackie Chan and what it might be, which is that apparently there's a lot of weird corruption in Hong Kong cinema where like producers will just be like make more movies for me, I'll kill your family. So I read that it might be something like Jackie Chan is just reacting to that, <laughs> being like I would rather support mainland China than than have like yeah. some producer be like make. 10 movies next year or I'll kill your family. I mean, who knows if any of that is even remotely accurate, but I mean, I've uh, read both of Jackie Chan's autobiographies and that doesn't come up. Huh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's like, you can't talk about that. Right. Yeah. Unless it's just, unless it's entirely in fake. 20, in 20 years, we'll be able to talk about it. Right. But yeah. yeah, but, but it's so weird. It's so weird. Like how their output, like there was so much out of Hong Kong and now I just don't really know. Well, about I mean, there's a pretty good reason why they're not making a bunch of human contact movies in China right now. Well, yeah, of course, right now. <laughs> I, but I think it's something like mainland China. I think it's China been a world. while since we've had a lot of good. But maybe it's just that Western distributors don't want to share Chinese kung fu films right now. Yeah, because we I, all know. We all know. I mean, Scott there could be something. Yeah, who's in the '80s in Australia? There's like really like like he knows a bunch of indie bands, for example. We didn't know the replacements because they just didn't get distributed in uh, Australia. So mm. that sort of thing. Well, there was a weird thing where that guy Rodriguez was super huge in South Africa, but he was oh, from yeah. like Detroit. Yeah, that um, was, and he what, didn't know about it. Uh, Searched him for Sugar Man or something. Yeah, remember? Do you remember when I worked at the mall back in the early 2000s? Like I worked for a South African guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he he had that Rodriguez CD, and we started listening to him like man this is good and he had like a weird accent he was like you don't you know who rodriguez is he had a speech impediment he's like you don't know rodriguez he's rodriguez no <laughs> he was like, something like yeah that. i worked for him for a few weeks and he'd he'd, he'd give me a giant pile of money give send me off in his car and then give me like incomprehensible directions <laughs> <laughs> yeah his his mouth was always kind of like hanging open but uh, anyway, uh, I got to put the kibosh on things today, unfortunately, because I need to be walking out of my house in about four minutes. So, oh shit! Uh, okay, Mark, it's Tuesday. What are you doing? Um, you know what? I'm gonna start making TikToks under the vertical disintegration. Fuck Twitter, unless Elon Musk is what I don't know, assassinated or something. I guess at this point, who knows what? Who knows? Uh, who, vertical days, disintegration on TikTok. Sure, it's why one not? Word. Okay. <laughs> that was the most bizarre plug we've had. Luke, go ahead. No one's listening to this as their first episode. You know where to find us. Right on. <laughs> you, you, hey, you got your game game show. We're game 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 show. Copy listeners. paste. Yeah, game, game, I, I, game. I just take the advert on the end of this one. There you go. Okay. Oh yeah. I've been hey, you copy and paste the plugs the plug section for another episode if you want. You already heard it. You're pissed that I'm mentioning because you already heard the plug probably. So okay upgrade 
get upgraded. Okay, Luke, your turn. Upgrade my death is not full of piss. Okay. Okay. All right. Pleasure, guys. We're done. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Matt. <laughs> Motherfucking plane. Draw.